Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here to do a pop-up. <laughs> it is, well, if you're live with me, it is uh, Friday evening, and I've been searching out some interesting cases for us to talk about today. I'm all about the weird crime, the crazy crime, the WTF crime. So I found an article that I thought would be fun to share, or I don't know if fun's the right word. I said fun recently in conjunction with the case and uh, someone did not like it. So sorry about that. But how about interesting? This is an article from allthingsinteresting.com where they have created a synopsis of some of the most crazy crimes from 2020. Some of these you may have heard of. Some of you, you may have not. One of them made the list that we are all very familiar with, but I digress. We'll get there. <laughs> so I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope that uh, everything, uh, you know, you need out of Friday, you have gotten. It's been raining all day here, all day. And now it's finally cleared up, but everything is so green and beautiful. There are no complaints from me. We'll take it. It's fine with me, really. So let's take a look. Morning, er, morning. Look at, listen to me. Hey guys, hey RJ, innocuous, Jari. I hope you guys have had a nice day. All right, well, let's get started on our list here and see what we can come up with. See what you think. This one kills me. I, ooh, terrible choice of words. You guys, you're gonna run me off the air. <laughs> I did hear about this case when it happened. This is the case of a mother-daughter duo who caught, were caught selling corpses out of their family funeral home. So apparently they had been selling corpses and that they were supposed to be cremating. And nobody knew for a long time they got away with this. It's horrifying, right? So their names are Megan Hess and Shirley Koch. And this was the Sunset Mesa Funeral Home in Arizona. So apparently they made hundreds of thousands of dollars illegally selling either entire corpses or individual heads, torsos, arms, and legs. Where the hell were they selling these body parts? Oh, just to educators, scientists, and individuals in the medical community who did not know that they were being illegally sold. But they did provide ashes to people, just not necessarily the ashes of their loved one. What a nightmare. One woman learned that her father's uh, ashes, or her father's uh, body had been sold to Saudi Arabia to a scientist. Yeah. It's really bad. They are both facing 135 years apiece in prison for what they have done. Can you even fathom doing something like that? I know you can't because you're not, well, that creepy, but that one really gets to me. Like, wow. <laughs> Kenny said they stiffed the families. <laughs> I'm glad some of you guys are as messed up as me. Yeah. Yes, they did. Can you imagine, like, you take your family to a funeral home in complete faith that they will, you know, do the right things. 
it's so horrifying to think. There have been other cases of this too. There was one several years ago about a dad and a son. What is it with these creepy family members that rather than uh, cremate, they were just tossing bodies in a big mass grave out in a pasture kind of behind their funeral home. Yeah, totally uh, disposing of them incorrectly. It was against the law. And of course they too were providing ashes that were incorrect. Holy hell. All right, well, moving on from that one, there was a group of teens who were trying to make a TikTok. They were in Seattle and there is an app called Randonautica, which guides you to interesting locations. And they were making TikToks of all the places that Randonautica was taking them. And they were led to the shoreline of a beach called Luna Park. And they found a suitcase that seemed really weird. And so one of the girls approached it and kind of pulled it open with a stick and was hit with a horrific stench. And they suspected that it was a dead body. So they called the police and the police came and discovered indeed it was full of body parts and then the police found another piece of luggage anyway believe they it was a washington couple who had been murdered by their landlord and stuffed in suitcases and thrown out on the beach so these kids found that Ugh. yeah or how about this guy john matthew chapman he in 2019 lured his 33 year old girlfriend Jamie Feeden into the Nevada desert with him. She was apparently disabled. He convinced her to prepare for a bondage themed photo shoot. And she let him tie her to a signpost, which he did do. And then he killed her. So she had Vader syndrome, which causes birth defects like a really small size. So he taped her mouth and nose shut and choked her to death out on the desert. He then drove back to Pennsylvania where she lived, moved into her house, and he pretended to be her online to avert suspicion, thinking he could just like get away with that. But people who knew her knew that something wasn't right about the way the things he was posting and stuff. It just wasn't. It was obviously not her. So some people called for a welfare check and the police came. And of course, they discovered that uh, it was this fool living in her house. He also apparently was married to someone else and was living a double life. So he's now facing uh, potentially the death penalty if convicted. Yeah. Now, this one on the list, you may... Seem like it sounds familiar. Mom, obsessed with the apocalypse, kills her children. That's right. The one and only Lori Vallow. Who, by the way, was in the news just today because a judge has now declared her indigent. That's right. Our little Lori is out of money. She's got nothing left. Big surprise, right? Yep. We'll talk more about that next week, about what that actually means. However, speaking of means, Mark Means says, 
is going to continue representing her. So who's paying for that? Is anyone paying for that? I don't know. A lot of people thought Means was trying to build his career on this case. Uh, a lot of other people thought Means was trying to destroy his career on this case. We'll see. We'll talk about it more next week. All right. Peeping Tom spying on teenage girl at Cracker Barrel, beaten by a group of enraged dads. Well, you get what you get. So this happened in South Carolina at a Cracker Barrel. There was a girl eating with her softball team and their fathers. And she told her dad that a stranger had poked his head under her bathroom stall to gawk at her. You know, because as you do, as some people do, what is it with looking at women going to the bathroom? Like, what the hell? This wasn't a woman. It was a teenager, which makes it even worse. And what the hell? So her father rushes to the bathroom to confront this dude. He finds him. He's a registered sex offender named Douglas Lane. He punches him in the face. Lane runs out of the restaurant and is pursued by a group of dads who tackle him to the ground and restrain him until the police arrive. And let me tell you, they did a number on his face. Dude, you had it coming. Are you kidding me? Disgusting. So this guy, he had been previously convicted of several other sexual offenses. And other times when he was caught peeking in a restroom occupied by two eight and nine-year-old girls. Oh my God. Please tell me that they will lock him up and throw away the key now. Good Lord. Okay, now this genius, you may have heard about this one. This was actually an episode of Disjointed as well, but I I think it came after this. So maybe, I don't know, maybe this guy was actually uh, inspired. But this is a dude named Spencer Boston. He appeared before a judge in Lebanon, Tennessee for marijuana possession. And while he was chatting with the judge about that, he lit up a joint. He said he did it to prove a point. Uh, the only point he ended up proving is that uh, he was still using it and he went to jail. So I'm not really sure what to say about that, but, but I will say if you guys have never seen Disjointed, oh my gosh, it's on Netflix. There was only two seasons. It's about a lady named Ruth who owns a weed store in California, and it is so damn funny. It's really raunchy, and it has a lot of language in it. So if you're offended by things like that, definitely don't go watch it. But if you're not, go watch it. It's hilarious. But there is a scene where two characters named Dank and Dabby, that's right, <laughs> are in court for smoking weed in a national park, and they light up while in court. So... I'm just saying, I don't know what came first. I'm pretty sure it was Dink and Dabby. So I don't know, Spencer, you're just a copycat now. Okay. So his plan was to show that marijuana was not harmful and it shouldn't be punishable by law, which to be honest, I completely agree with. However, in his state, it's still illegal. So there you go. Okay, now this, do we call this one a genius? I don't know. This kid named Cole Carini from Virginia. 
walked into a local medical center missing a hand and covered in shrapnel and blood, just walks in and asks for help. He says he was in a lawnmower accident. And the people in the uh, medical center are like, there's just no way that's true. They call the police. The police get involved. The FBI get involved. They discover that he has previously been convicted on charges related to explosives. He had decided to kill a group of what he called hot cheerleaders with a homemade bomb. But he accidentally blew himself up instead and blew his hand clean off. So not a good plan. So when the FBI got to their ho- his house, they found chunks of his flesh stuck to the ceiling. Jesus Christ. Bomb-making tools and a letter detailing his plans. Yeah. So... <sighs> He was trying to emulate someone named Elliot Roger, who was an involuntary celibate or incel, who killed six people and injured 14 others in 2014 before killing himself. So apparently this guy was his hero. So he was going to start blowing up people that he thought were bad guys. And hot cheerleaders apparently were on his list. So good Lord. Okay. Oh, Lordy. Haven't we had enough cult activity for one, you know, lifetime? This guy, a former FBI informant, that seems like a likely story, named Lawrence Ray, moved into his daughter's college dorm room at Sarah Lawrence College. Not because he was the helicopter parent and trying to control her life. He was trying to start a sex cult with her friends. You can imagine they were just really not that interested. However, he started organizing therapy sessions with his daughter's roommates and friends in the dorm in which he would sexually abuse them. From sleep deprivation to sexual humiliation, he did all kinds of things to them. Uh, in order to extort them for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Good Lord. So he was even making them perform manual labor, prostitution. He nearly suffocated one of them to death in some kind of weird sex thing. But he finally did get charged and was charged with sex trafficking, forced labor, and extortion. What the hell? And oh my God, what... What was going on with these girls that they were allowing this to go on or maybe they weren't you know you got to think about maybe they did tell people who weren't listening to them i mean this guy was obviously really manipulative and able to convince them of something but holy hell that is horrifying all right and then we have Amanda McClure, who decided that she didn't want to be married. Well, she didn't want to be in the relationship she was in anymore. She had a long-term boyfriend. His name was John McGuire. And she had enough of him. She decided she didn't want to be with him anymore. She needed to get rid of him. Because there was someone else that she wanted to marry. So it made sense to her that... Why break up with John when you can murder him? 
So she got some help from the man who she actually did want to marry. They dosed him with liquid methamphetamine and tortured him for three days until they finally killed him. Then they dismembered him, buried him, exhumed him, reburied him, and ultimately they were finally caught with him. She and her new fiance, the person she wanted to marry. Wondering who that is? Just her father. Yeah. Didn't really want the boyfriend anymore because she really wanted to marry her dad. Yeah. So they're going to prison is the thing. Yeah. What in the hell? Yep. Of course, once, uh, once she was arrested, then she turned on her father, said that he had abused her her whole life and that led her down her murderous path. So is that true? Is it not true? I mean, at this point, she did a really heinous thing and definitely needs to be behind bars. So she doesn't decide to, you know, kill somebody else so she can marry her sister. I don't know. All righty. Well, I know that you might have thought that cannibalism went away, you know, went the way of the Donner Party, but it didn't. And we have cannibals apparently amongst us. So this guy, Bob Lee Allen, and an associate, couldn't just be him, right? Well, they took a 28-year-old Oklahoma man into a remote cabin in the woods, and they castrated him. The article kills me. The, the heading of this on this article says cannibal arrested for illegally castrating a man. Well, I would kind of think too. Here's the problem. The victim, the victim, the victim asked for it. He met a man online who he asked to castrate him. Apparently, he wanted it. What? So, this guy says, heck yeah, I'll do it. He flew him out to his house to do it. So the reason it was illegal is because it uh, he's not a medical professional and wasn't actually qualified to be castrating people. Uh, also, he they did let this guy know before they castrated him that they are in fact cannibals. Now I'm gonna tell you something. The article does not say whether or not they actually consumed the testicles, but it's possible that they did. We don't know for sure. Yep. However, while they were doing this illegal castration for a victim, they told him all about how they had severed body parts in the freezer they were holding on to, apparently, you know, for a rainy day. I don't know. Celebrate an anniversary or something, maybe. Who knows? So that gives a whole new spin on to uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters, does it not? <laughs> what? What in the world would you ask a stranger on the Internet to castrate you? Like, <laughs> I can't even with that one. I just, I can't. Rocky Mountain Oysters. Cammy, are you not familiar with Rocky Mountain Oysters? Maybe you're not. Is that a, like a colloquial, colloquial thing? 
Rocky Mountain oysters are uh, cow testicles. That's what they call them around here. They eat them. They're a treat. Oh, treat. I've never had them. I can't say that they are or they are not a treat because it's just not something that I ever wanted to eat. But ranchers, when they do all of the castrating, they around here at least, they gather up all of those testicles and they are considered quite the delicacy. And they're called Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yeah. Now you know. All right. Well, in Paris this last year, a 30-year-old corpse was found inside an abandoned Paris mansion. It was actually a local father that had been missing for 30 years. So someone bought this mansion and they were so excited to finally renovate it. Apparently it was all overgrown and awful. And, you know, the thing we all dream of doing, maybe if you're completely weird, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yes, I would. But there was a dead guy in there that had been there for 30 years. So the crazy thing is this mansion is within minutes of the prime, min prime minister's home. And sits next to the previous estate of Ives St. Laurent, right? Like, this is not clear out in the podunk country where nobody would have ever known this existed. But somehow this place had just fallen into complete turmoil. And there was a guy that had been dead in there for all of these years. They, even a 30-year-old corpse, they said he was found with knife cuts and broken bones. So they have actually launched a murder investigation. His children claim that they absolutely know who did it, but they believe the suspect is already dead. Isn't that something? Anyway, so never say never, you know? I do sometimes, I know, say I don't think something will ever be solved, but, you know, there we are. Oh, she says she does know about Rocky Mountain oysters. She's just not going to eat them. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Innocuous says they have those in Colorado, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, my cousin tried to trick me into eating them. And, well, no. Because I was, I had older cousins. Do you guys remember being like the younger cousin and the older cousins thought it was funny to tease you? And, you know, and I come from a real teasy family anyway, which is normally fine. But I didn't like being teased by the older cousins because theirs was a little more mean-spirited, you know. Like, they like making you look and feel stupid. <laughs> I'm sure it was fun, you know. But at any rate, uh, yeah. So they tried to get me to eat Rocky Mountain oysters. I did not know what they were. And at first I said I really didn't like seafood, which they thought was funny as hell. So they kept pushing me, and I kept saying I really didn't want to eat them because then I was really smelling a rat, you know, or, or a testy, as it were. <laughs> but uh, then they finally admitted to me what they were. And I was like, you know, when you're about 12 and you're like embarrassed to even exist, you know, and somebody talks to you about a testicle, you're probably just going to melt into a puddle on the floor. So it was something like that. But I didn't need it, by God. No. They used to, when they'd hunt, too, they'd take the testicles off of the deer and the elk and stuff. <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. <laughs> Not on my watch, man. That's so awful. So there you go. That's 11 of the craziest crimes that happened 
or were discovered at least in 2020. So, I mean, obviously the Daybell case probably takes the top on my list, but I don't know, that whole castration thing is going to stick with me for a while. I'm really going to have to think about that one. Why? I still, why? I can't. I don't know. So, I don't know. And so I'm curious to know if you guys had any wild and crazy crimes that you heard about in 2020 or around that time that you think should have made this list. I would love to hear about them. As you probably already know, I kind of love the crazy crime facet of things. Now, the funeral home one is so horrifying and disgusting. It's hard for me to even imagine that one. What I want to know about that one is, how the hell were they transporting all these bodies and body parts in a way that uh, they weren't arising suspicion? I mean, that one guy's corpse was sent clear to Saudi Arabia. How? How? How was this happening? What kind of transport? So were they? I'm going to guess that they probably actually were preserved, right? Because otherwise, how? They were probably actually embalmed. But even then, ugh, I don't even want to think. Now I can't stop thinking about it, but that's where I'm at. I might have to think about that one (laughs) a little bit more too. So anyway, I'm not going to sleep tonight, obviously, but (laughs) there you go. So, all righty. Well, I have had fun popping up with you. Keep an eye out tomorrow. I know Christy will pop up. Oh, Cammy said FedEx. You think so? Oh, my God. Can you imagine as a FedEx like person imagining what's in those boxes? You know, oh, what if one broke open in your truck? Oh, no. Hard no. You know, every once in a while, like a UPS truck or a FedEx truck gets in a car accident and there's like boxes and like Amazon shit everywhere. You know, just some extra arms and legs and probably testicles. Probably, probably, you know, no one our luck. Probably that too. Yeah, just, you know, rolling across the road. Good Lord. (laughs) All righty, you guys. Well, I'm going to cut you loose, but thank you so much for being here and popping up with me. This has been fun. Again, Christy will be back tomorrow and we'll be back with all of our good stuff next week as well. So this has been a special pop-up with Katie Weaver on True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.